Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Brought to you by Jewel Financial. Mm-hmm. Powerful planning. Wait, what is it? What's our tagline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Powerful planning. Power, the powerful difference in your planning. What? Financial planning to power your goals. There you go. I like that. Financial planning to power your goals, wherever you may be. Anyways, visit us on the web, Jewel Financial. I mean, if you're new to the show, you're listening, you're like, well, that's kind of cheesy. But if you're a long-term listener, you know that for the last several years, we've not had a sponsor. We get sponsorship. I, I want to be very clear. Uh, 10,000 downloads an episode is in the top 1% of podcasts. We get sponsorship opportunities every day. Like, hey, we'd love to sponsor your podcast and, you know, hawk this $6,000 product. No. No, thank you. We're not interested in that. So one of the things that we thought of just at the turn of the year was, why don't something we believe in, we'll actually sponsor our own podcast. So that's what we do. Jewel Financial is now our sponsor. If you don't know, Jewel Financial is the company that Daniel and I are partners in. We are a financial advising firm located in central Kentucky, managing um, assets of, of clients of ours all over the United States. We do comprehensive holistic planning. And if you are listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I need to possibly engage an advisor, then hit us up. Go onto the website, book a Zoom. We'll have an introductory call and we'll find out pretty quickly if it's something that we can, you know, work with you on or if it's not a fit. I mean, we're pretty candid about that. We certainly can't work with everybody, but sometimes it's a great fit and then we work with you and there you go. And the power is unleashed. It's a big deal. True. That's probably a Tony Robbins tagline, unleashed the power. I don't know. What other what other odds and ends? I feel like we have an, uh, some other odds and how how I haven't been on a podcast with you I feel like in a while. We've how's done life? like this dance of like We have you've been we've been dancing all around each other. How, how's life with you? Uh good. Logan and I established uh on our last podcast together that we're all pretty crappy at picking Super Bowl winners. You guys didn't pick Kansas City? Or you mean early <laughs> you on in the Bills. season? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, nobody nobody out of the three of us pick picked Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. The who previously won a Super Bowl? Well, because the odds, you know. Yeah, we didn't go with the easy one. We were all unique. We went with. Well, I'm disappointed in my Bills, uh, and then subsequently disappointed in the Bengals. I mean, it was just unfortunate. So yeah, but whatever. We got another year in the future, right? Next year, there's always another year in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Great DIY wisdom. I don't know where we come from. Apes talk. Humans are dumb. What else is going on? Okay. Biking? What's what's going on in your world? Biking's boring right now. It's the beginning of the season, so set a foundation, mixing some weights. Um, yeah, you sort of uh, every year you kind of uh, take a break from really intense specific training to uh, lay a foundation for the new year, uh, mixing it up, doing some cross training, stuff like that, because... Yeah, the uh, having specific fitness comes from having a wide base of foundational fitness. So is that you why know you rolled runner. up in like a Lululemon stretchy pants? Oh yeah, day? yeah, that was just weird. Really embracing. Well, I wasn't going anything. I figured I'd bring it out on the podcast. Hark! Tis the true heir to the tight pants throne. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Lou. It was, it was weird. Stretchy Lulu's pants, where it's at. Hot pink top. I don't know what was that all about. Oh, it was casual Friday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, uh, let's go to a question. Um, 
I forgot the gentleman's name. What is his name again? Thomas. And Thomas is a repeat questioner, by the way. Hey, real quick before we go to Thomas's third question, but I guess that's, you know, we can we can allow a, a question every hundred episodes or so. Uh, we need questions for the queue, especially you females out there. Where have you gone? We we need more females in the queue. I try to be balanced, and uh, the men are really overwhelming the queue right now. So I need those female questions. Send them along. It'll bump you right to the top of the queue, and you'll get your $25 Amazon gift card. All right, Thomas, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, DIY Money. My name is Thomas. I'm down in Atlanta, Georgia. First off, thank you for answering my question. Uh, but going forward, I'm about to be married next August, and I'm looking to buy property. And small context to my financial situation is I follow all the DIY steps, and I have individual brokerage account with different index funds. But I also have a smaller account, Robinhood account, where I pick different stocks and index funds and educate myself that way because like, I enjoy it and I enjoy learning about companies. But... They've obviously performed terribly in the last two years. So I need capital to put down a down payment if I were to find a good deal on some property to own. And I'd like to diversify my portfolio with property. So selling at a loss for stocks to diversify to buy property or to just be confident in holding that over the long term. I'm not sure how to navigate this. So would appreciate y'all's advice. Thank you and keep up the pro talk. Okay, great question. I brought this up for a variety of reasons. One, to solidify, this is exactly why when we talk about using capital for goals, anywhere less than a five-year time horizon, we are just not on the page that those monies should be invested. Just shouldn't be. Because ultimately, you can go through a situation like we've seen where... The markets are down, you know, at one point last year, 20 to 30% depending on the index, but many individual stocks pummeled 70, 80%. So now you find yourself in a situation where you had capital that you thought, okay, I'm going to use this eventually, but, you know, why not put it to work and make a quick buck and, you know, invest in some companies that I'm familiar with. And obviously those companies now fall out of favor and your bankroll is cut in half. Now, you have two choices, okay? I cut in half, and then I take my losses and move on, or I sit there, and I desperately try to wait and be patient, and I'm zombie-like watching these things every day, uh, you know, rebound and so forth. So I, I'm I'm going to scold you a little bit because you should never have been in this situation. Now, I, I say that with a grain of salt because it happens, <laughs> all right? I've been in that situation before. It happens, but... Why I bring this up is for our listeners out there is that when you are setting a goal, hey, I want to buy a house or I, I eventually want to buy a real estate property or, or whatever it may be, that's money that's designated for that and nothing else. And in this environment, I know that wasn't the case when you started it a couple of years ago, but in this environment, you're finally getting paid on that, you know, four, four and a half percent to just sit in cash, which is nice, an added bonus. But this is exactly why we don't advise that. So that's number one. Number two, the challenge is whenever I hear uh, someone talk about an investment account, whether it's Robinhood or anywhere, and they have stocks that they've invested in, and those stocks now are you know, down considerably, I would ask, and again, this is not to pour salt on the wounds at all, but what was the plan? 
Like, if you bought company XYZ and it's down now 70%, 50%, but you still like the company, have you done a valuation? Do you understand what it's intrinsically worth? Are you just hoping it goes up and higher? I mean, when you buy an investment, and this is why we advocate so often index funds because people, quite honestly, won't do this work. But when you buy a stock, when you invest in a company, hopefully you have some sort of fundamental analysis behind your purchase. So, for example, in the class that I teach at the University of Kentucky, we run, I, I encourage kids for most companies to run two specific fundamental valuation models. Now, they're pretty rudimentary, but two specific models. The first is simple DCF model, discounted cash flow, which is all intents and purposes kind of the, the basics of, of investing, which says that a company is only worth the present value of its future cash flows. Now, I might have just gone way over your head and you're like, what are you talking about? But that's what analysis is when you come to investing in stocks. So you're trying to determine what it's worth today and what you're willing to pay for it. And is it cheap or not? Whether you know you make money is irrelevant, but when you buy it, that's, that's important to know. The second is, is that I try to encourage them to look at companies from a different way and understand how the company is going to sort of compound their tangible book value over time. And then in the future, what the market's willing to pay for that company and its book value, assuming the organization can do just that. Now, again, I know I've lost most of our audience in this, and that's okay because the point I'm trying to make is that when you venture in to buy individual stocks, number one, you have to know that losing half the money is always a possibility. But you have to have some sort of methodology, some sort of you know steps that you followed to buy this particular company. If you haven't, please hear me, you are simply gambling. And if you choose to gamble, I always say to people, go to Vegas. They'll at least give you free drinks while you're losing your money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a bigger fire than the red drink. So... Again, no salt on wounds. What I would do is if you didn't have those two sort of steps in place, no, this isn't money that I had allocated. This is true investment money. Okay, check that box. Uh, I did do analysis. I actually believe these companies now, you know, I've done my analysis. They're supposed to be, you know, significantly undervalued a couple of years ago, and now they're even more significantly undervalued. Then I would make the case you should be adding to those companies if your research says that. If those boxes aren't checked, you're gambling, and I would say to you, step out of the casino. Step out of the casino. Take your lumps and move on and just assume that this was tuition paid to never make that mistake again. What say you, Daniel? So I wasn't totally clear on if this is an investment property or a primary residence. It sounded like investment property. So if it's an investment property, and this was me personally, I'd be looking at my balance sheet my personal balance sheet, uh, and saying where is the best place for my money right now, uh, where has the potential best value. And sometimes that means moving money out of one investment to another. Uh, sometimes that means taking a loss on one investment. You actually inherently do this in the stock market too. You sometimes will sell a position that's down or a position that's up to move it to another position that um, has better potential returns. You do this when you rebalance. Uh, you rebalance out of something that's gone up you know, maybe your stocks have gone up, you rebalance and buy some more of your bonds or you're, 
your U.S. stocks have gone up, and so you rebalance, you buy some more of your international stocks, whatever it is, but you, you're kind of constantly keeping your investment life in balance one way or another. And so I think if this is sort of a, you said you wanted to diversify kind of your portfolio by adding real estate. So if, if you're looking at your entire balance sheet, then if now is the time and you've done the calculation on the real estate to go, this is this property or whatever it is, is a value and I can generate better cash flow or forward estimated returns based upon that than I can over here in my stocks. And it actually doesn't really matter where your stocks are now compared to where you bought them. It's whether or not going forward, there's a you're projecting a better return on the real estate versus the stocks. And I can't tell you whether or not that's true because you're the one actually looking at those numbers. But that's how I would look at it. I would look at holistically at my entire balance sheet. In fact, if you were buying a primary residence, in some way, shape, or form, you would do it the same way. You would go, do I want to move assets from here in my bank account or investments into a down payment, which is equity on a primary residence, which is going to allow us to not rent um, or move up and have better quality of life, whatever it is. But all you're doing, it sounds totally unemotional, but all you're doing really is just moving assets around on your balance sheet to optimize kind of your goals and your plans. Kind of builds off of last episode where we talked about goals and why and figuring out how to fund the specific goals that are most important to you in the correct order. Once you've done that, it's looking at your balance sheet and locating those assets in the way that makes the most sense for the goals that you're trying to achieve based upon the analysis that you've done. I like that. So what you're saying is, let's assume it is an investment property. So I did not assume that. I assumed that it was a you know primary real estate re- sure. residence or something. So uh, let's take it from that angle. I like that a lot. The the You're always looking for the best place to... Uh, get a return on your capital. Yeah, if you find a great deal, because you do well with finding like niche properties that need a little bit of work and then fixing them up, you have a great eye for that. You would, I mean... I've done that twice only. I appreciate that accolade, but... (laughs) But you have a good eye for it. And you're willing to wait. But if something, if you saw something, you would sell something over here because that was a good opportunity based upon... I mean, you'd basically do all that um, I would in your head you, and on paper on. and all of that, and I've seen you do it, so I'm confident in that. Um, and I would do the same. I just I don't deal with. So you're 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 bringing it up. Estate. It's again, it's a it's a great angle in that if there was an investment, and we get hit with investment opportunities all the time, whether it's the stock market, you know, flashing investment opportunities where we have to say, okay, I like this new company or I like this investment opportunity. Uh, is this something that we need to transition from this area to this area? Meaning, is this going to provide us a better potential return than this area? Sometimes we're right in that assessment. Sometimes we're wrong, but we have to make the assessment nonetheless. And you're spot on in that if there was a real estate or a business venture or whatever it may be, uh, we would have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's for clients or our, our personal capital. Uh, whereas m- my wife and I, you, you know, have a long-term dream of having some sort of, you know, retirement property south. <laughs> and we have an, an account that we're slowly putting capital into for that, and we're not investing it. Now, whether that happens in the next five years, I have no idea. But I do know that... I want to have that at the ready in the event that something transpires and I can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, even though it would be a second property and sort of an investment, 
I'm viewing that as I'm going to do this with this capital, so I don't want it to be subject to market volatility at sure. all. As opposed to, you're right. I mean, we're, we've outgrown this building. Mm-hmm. I am constantly looking. If there was an opportunity that came along and we could do it, I would consider looking at across the entire portfolio and saying, what needs to be sold to fund this new building, et cetera. So I like that. That was a better answer. Should have had you go first. Not better, just different. Just different. But for all those people out there that have capital and you're thinking about just buying stocks, even though you want to buy a house in the next five years, don't do that. It's not a good idea. And uh, then there was silence. Depends, yeah. Oh, come on. We can't end on depends. It depends. Look at your personal financial situation. Run the numbers on renting versus owning and things like that. But... Oh, I'm talking about just invest. If you oh, wanted invest. to buy, I'm talking about investing in money, taking it and saying, "Oh, it's I might buy a property in three years." Let's oh, yeah, that definitely money. don't. Okay, short term. We're invest. on the same page. Don't gamble. All right, we're finishing on the returns. same page. There we go. There it is. All right, listen, housekeeping. I need questions. Send them to us, ladies. Where the ladies at? That was terrible. Oh my goodness. Bad. Yeah, where are you at? Send me the questions. Put them in the queue. I need them. I gotta have them. And then we'll put them on the show. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. If you're still on Facebook, I know millions of you are because they just reported that. It's amazing. Uh, Hit us up on the DIY tribe. A lot of good things going on there. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.